All right, guys, we're going to get started here in just a moment. So in just a few minutes, yeah. Kat said maybe tell a couple jokes to like, while parents are signing kids in back there. I don't know if most of the ones that I have memorized are church appropriate, so I think I'll pass on that. I hung out with a lot of farmers and orchard workers, and their, their sense of humor is a little bit different than your Sunday morning church crowd. I could tell Easter stories. I just want to start off welcoming you guys this morning. Um, if you do have kiddos, um, just kind of head back through those doors over there and up. There's space up there for your, your young people. They've got some activities and some fun stuff for people to do back there today. <laughs> I remember when that was my kid and he was running around like a little crazy man. And, <laughs> and, and now I think he's bigger than me, so... Yeah, that's how that works sometimes. <laughs> they don't stay that way. Um, well, I just, again, want to welcome everybody to the vineyard this morning. My name's Dusty. I'm one of the pastors here. And we're just happy that you could join us today on Easter. Um, you know, Easter is the most important uh, Christian holiday that we have because Easter is kind of where the real epic amazing power of Jesus was revealed, right? Like death couldn't hold him. They killed him, stayed there for a few days, kind of hung out, says that he went down to hell, ripped off some keys from the devil, took him back up, set some people free, still setting some people free today. And because of what he did on the cross and his subsequent subsequent resurrection we have hope we have hope even when like looking around at the world sometimes sometimes it's hard to find that right sometimes it's really difficult to find hope in the world um, a couple of years ago you know kind of when all that crazy stuff was happening um, I was wrestling with it enough that um, I literally got like hope with an anchor tattooed on my arm so I could look down and go, okay, stay anchored in hope. Stay anchored in hope because sometimes I forget and sometimes you're wrestling with like the world, like just the dark stuff that's going on and the angst and the struggle and, you know, people just being jerks to each other. And, you know, it's just, it's tough sometimes. And sometimes it's, it's tough to find hope. But in Jesus, we have hope because he made a promise that he could redeem all things. And if he can redeem all things, then that thing that, like, upsets you so much, that's one of the things that he can redeem. 
And so we got to hold on to that. we got to hold on to that hope. We can't let the ugliness of people and the world and how it is sometimes, we, we can't let that throw us. we got to stay anchored in Jesus. It, you know, in Scripture it talks about standing on the solid rock, that Jesus is a solid rock where we can stand. And so finding that place, finding that place of security and solidity in a world that's always shifting and changing, that's important. That's important. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you visit us this morning? Lord Jesus, we thank you that death could not hold you. We thank you that even though you knew the assignment that you had in hand when you came here on the earth, you chose to walk through all of that for our sake. And Jesus, we are forever grateful. We are forever grateful to to who you are and what you did on the cross. And Lord, we thank you that your promises given to us through your word, through your words, which were recorded by the disciples, that those were true. That you did what you said you were going to do. And on the third day, you rose again. And we celebrate that, Jesus. We thank you for that, Lord. Jesus, you are good. You are good. I would like it if you would read this out loud with me. We're just going to say it together. And I'm going to turn off my mic for a moment because when I get loud, I can get really loud. If you're new here, I got vocal cords. So this is for online. I don't actually need it. Um, So we're going to say this together, and I'll kind of kick us off here. All right, let's go. That's right. Like it death could not hold him. He had too much going on. He had too much power. He had too much. He was God. He wasn't just a man. He was God. And one of the ways we know that is how he showed up. And we're gonna we're gonna read that a little as we get into the word today, but he death could not hold him. And that's that's who we serve, you guys. That same resurrection power that brought Jesus from the dead lives in you if you've chosen to follow him. You've got that with you and in you. And when you're facing something that feels like death, it doesn't have to stay that way. Because you have that resurrection power living in you in the person of Jesus Christ. Last week was Palm Sunday, and we talked about that. And we talked about his entry into Jerusalem. But Jesus didn't, like, just enter Jerusalem and then go straight to the cross. He had some business to take care of first. In between that, he confronts corruption and hypocrisy. He kicks over tables. He heals the blind and the sick. He feeds people. And he washes dirty feet, including those of Judas. Think about that for a minute. The one who was going to betray him, and who he knew was going to betray him. He didn't cancel him. 
He didn't get rid of him. He washed his feet, knowing what he was going to do. And yet we so easily give up on people. And we so easily just be like, you know what? I'm done with you. And I'm not saying boundaries are bad, because they're not. Because some people, like, can actually cause us harm, right? I mean, like, it's just not healthy. Like, you're going to have a hard time serving Jesus if you have someone who's being abusive to you, right? Like, it's, it's hard. You know, I don't know if you, any of you have ever, like, studied any psychology, but Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And, like, those bottom needs, if you don't feel safe, it's hard, it's hard to, like, engage with that, like, those upper echelons of being able to be creative and be functional and help other people if you don't feel safe, right? And so I'm not saying that if somebody's being abusive to you, you stick around, because that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, just because somebody said something that made you mad or frustrated you, or heaven forget, okay, hold on, they disagree with you on Facebook, I know. It's like right up there with adultery. It's right up there. I, like, let it go. Let it go. Jesus loves them. Jesus would wash their feet. Jesus would wash their feet. And that same heart attitude is the one he expects us to have if we're his followers. Because the expectation is that we become like Jesus. That's the understanding. That's what Christian means. Is Christ-like, one who becomes like Jesus, following the way of Christ. In the Gospel of Mark, it's recorded that he was teaching his disciples, and he said to them, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. Mark 9, 31. Even though the disciples heard this, they struggled with it. They, like, they wrestled with it, right? Like, they had a hard time with this. Like, they saw him walk on water. Can you imagine that? Like, you know, I don't, I don't, some people dog on Peter a little bit because, like, he wouldn't get out of the boat. I'm like, I, they're in the middle of a stormy sea. I'm not getting out of the boat. Like, just because Jesus can walk on water doesn't make me think I can. Like, he's Jesus. Of course he's walking on water. But, I mean, they, they saw him do that, right? They saw him multiply food. They saw him raise Lazarus from the dead. Like, he brought somebody back from the dead. And they still doubted him. They still questioned him. They were still like, yeah, Jesus, if they kill you, you coming back in three days? Ah. Like you're dead. You're dead dead. Not just a little dead, but full dead. And so I want that to be an encouragement to you, these disciples who lived each and every day with Jesus. They still doubted him. They still questioned it. They still, they weren't sure. They went into hiding after he was killed. And so if you wrestle with doubt, it's okay. Jesus is okay 
with you having questions about him doing what he says he's going to do. Isn't that wild? Like Thor would just smite you. You know, Odin would send one of his ravens to pluck out your eyes. Zeus, lightning. You know, I mean, like, we could go on, you know. But, like, bad stuff would happen to you. That's not the God we serve. The God we serve dies in our place. Totally flips the script. So you're in good company if you have doubts. But also today is Resurrection Sunday. Today is a good day to have your faith come back from the dead. Today is a good day to re-engage with your Savior and recognize Him. All that He's done to you to respond and join with Him in the redeeming work that He has for us on this world. God wants you, you guys. God wants you. He wants you with your doubts. He wants you with your questions. He wants you with your struggle. He wants you with your confusion. He wants you with your sin. He wants to clean all that up. He wants to sort all that out. He wants to bring you to him and heal your heart. Not just heal it, but give you a whole new heart to create a clean heart in you. Not this ugly one that so many of us have that when I look in the mirror, I'm like, dude, why are you so stupid so often? Like, why do you do these things? Like, has anybody else ever been in the middle of doing something stupid and then you're like, ugh, dang it. Why am I stupid? Like, I know that's not good for me. I know this isn't healthy. Yes, I'll have two corn dogs. And one of those ghetto burritos. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't mean that. I'm just, I'm being silly to make a point. But, you know, we, we wrestle with this stuff that we know is not healthy for us. That this, this sin that Paul talked about, how he's like, why do I do these things that I know I shouldn't do? Why? What's up with that? Like, we wrestle with that. It's just, it's tough. But Jesus has got us. See, because we serve this living God for whom all things are possible. He's the creator of all things, and so he can create a new heart in you. I want to read Psalms 51, 1 through 10. King David is talking here. King David says this, God, give me mercy from your fountain of forgiveness. I know your abundant love is enough to wash away my guilt, because your compassion is so great. Take away the shameful guilt of sin. Forgive the full extent of my rebellious ways. And erase this deep stain on my conscience. For I am ashamed. I feel such pain and anguish within me. I can't get away from the sting of my sin against you, Lord. Everything I did, I did right in front of you. And you saw it all. Against you, and above all, have I sinned? Everything you've said to me is infallibly true, and your judgment conquers me. Lord, I have been a sinner since birth, from the moment my mother conceived me. I know that you delight to set your truth deep in my spirit. So come into the hidden places of my heart, God, 
and teach me wisdom. Purify my conscience. Make this leper clean again. Wash me in your love until I am pure in heart. Satisfy me in your sweetness, and my song of joy will return. The places within me you have crushed will rejoice in your healing touch. Hide my sins from your face. Erase all my guilt by your saving grace. Create in me a clean heart. Fill me with pure desires and holy thoughts, ready to please you. May you never reject me. May you never take from me your sacred spirit. See, David recognizes his brokenness. He recognizes the struggle. But he also knows that there is an answer to that and that God can heal him and God can redeem him and God can restore him and God can give him a clean heart. That's hope. That gives us hope. And see, because of this death and resurrection of Jesus, we are made new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I love this quote by C.S. Lewis. It's from Mere Christianity. It says, Look for yourself, and you will find loneliness and despair. But look for Christ, and you will find him and everything else. When we can give that over to Christ... See, we think we're sacrificing so much. Like, I'm giving up this, or I'm giving up that, or I'm giving up the other thing to follow Jesus. Here's the crazy part. When you give those things over to God, He returns it to you purified and sanctified and holy. It doesn't matter what it is. Finances. Your job your relationships, music, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> like, give them to God. Let him see what he can do with them. How can he redeem it? How can he restore it? How can he make it better than it was before? Let's read about this resurrection power in Matthew 28. After the Sabbath had ended, at the first light of dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to take a look at the tomb. Suddenly the earth shook violently beneath their feet. As the angel of the Lord Jehovah descended from heaven, lightning flashed around him, and his robe was dazzling white. The guards were stunned and terrified, lying motionless like dead men. The angel walked up to the tomb and rolled away the stone and sat on top of it. That would be something to see, right? <laughs> the women were breathless and terrified until the angel said to them, there is no reason to be afraid. I know you're here looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen victoriously. It's not just that he's risen, he's risen victoriously, just as he said. Come inside the tomb and see the place where our Lord was lying. Then run and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. I give you his message. I am going ahead to Galilee, and you will see me there. 
They rushed quickly to tell his disciples, and their hearts were deep in wonder and filled with great joy. Along the way, Jesus suddenly appeared in front of them and said, Rejoice! They were so overwhelmed by seeing him that they bowed down and grasped his feet in adoring worship. Then Jesus said to them, Throw off all your fear. Go tell my brothers and go to Galilee. They will find me there. After the women left the tomb, a few of the guards went into Jerusalem and told the chief priests everything that they had seen and heard. So the chief priests called a meeting with all the religious leaders and came up with a plan. They bribed the guards with a large sum of money and told them, tell everyone, while we were asleep, the disciples came at night and stole his body. If Pilate finds out about this, don't worry, we'll make sure that you don't get blamed. So they took the money and did as they were told. Meanwhile, the eleven disciples heard the wonderful news from the women and left for Galilee, to the mountain, where Jesus had arranged to meet them. The moment they saw him, they worshipped him. But still, some few had lingering doubts. Then Jesus came close to them and said, All authority in the universe has been given to me. Now wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. And never forget that I am with you every day, even to the end of the age. Can you imagine the thought processes of the people in the story? I want you to stop for a minute and close your eyes. Imagine you're there at the tomb. Maybe a Roman soldier guarding it. Maybe you're one of the women coming to take care of Jesus. And suddenly this angel appears and rolls away this huge stone that's covering the front of the tomb by himself. And the fear you feel because you're in the presence of a divine being, of an angel. It said that the soldiers fell down on their faces like they were dead men. They were in such fear and shock. And the women were afraid. And then the angel tells you that Jesus is no longer in the tomb, that he is risen. How, how would you feel? How do, how do you respond to that news that someone you loved so much, you were, you were coming to care for their body, even after they had been dead for some time now, a couple days. You were coming to care for their body. and you find that they're not there anymore. How beautiful is that? And then maybe you remember that he promised that that's exactly what he said he was gonna do. You can open your eyes. And can you imagine the Roman soldiers? I imagine it was a little something like this. Yeah, that whole Jesus dead in the tomb thing, not so much. I, I like how, like, 
Thor's outfit in this too looks like a Roman centurion. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine the fear for these Roman soldiers? Like, can you imagine that? And like then the chief priest responds, says, okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to lie. We're going to lie hard. We're going to lie harder than we lied when we had him crucified. Like, we're going to tell everybody his disciples stole him. Here's your money. Don't tell Pilate about it. We'll, we got this covered. We'll take care of you. And some 2,000 years later, didn't quite work out how they planned, right? I'm going to say this prayer. And I would like for you to consider the words. Hold them in your heart. And pray them with me. You don't have to do it out loud, but just hold them. Lord, may your Holy Spirit rise in us and show us how to serve you and our neighbors this coming year. May we rise as a resurrection people who have been fully restored and healed, operating with a new heart and life that comes from you. God, Lord, we don't want to be stuck. We don't want to be citizens of this kingdom. This kingdom sucks. We want to be kids in your kingdom. We want to be, as Paul says, co-heirs with Christ. Jesus, we want to be your sons and your daughters. Lord, would you... Would you change us? Would you restore us? Would you renew us? Would you create a new clean heart in us, God? Lord, would you challenge us, Lord Jesus? to truly walk out what you called us to. Lord, in those places where we just can't even figure out how to step up, would you show us how to step up, God? Would you show us how to have the strength and the courage and, Lord, yes, the, the self-discipline to truly be your followers? Jesus, you must increase, and I must decrease. Lord, may you be ascendant in my life and in the life of my friends this morning, Lord God. Lord, may we learn how to truly submit to you and recognize that the, the kingdoms of this world are transitory and, as Solomon said, turned to dust but that your kingdom is eternal and forever, and to be that part of that kingdom means that we are also eternal and forever. And while all of this around us may one day be dust, we can be with you, and we can live with you in joy and peace and love for eternity if we're your followers. So would you stir in us, Lord God, a desire to reconcile ourselves with you. Lord, would you stir in our hearts a desire to be with you? Lord, in those areas of our hearts 
that we just don't want to give up. That Lord, ways of being that we just can't imagine letting go of. Holy Spirit, I just ask right now in the name of Jesus, would you begin to change hearts? Would you change us and transform us and show us your goodness, God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So I want to finish with one thing. I'm, I'm going to ask the worship team to come up, please. Um, I'd like everybody, if you would please stand. Let's go ahead and stand up right where you are. We're going we're gonna to do a little, uh, a little activity here. I would like for you to turn to your neighbors and for one of you to say, he is risen, and so for the other to respond, he is risen indeed. The church has been saying this since the earliest days of the church. So we're going to practice this. I'm going to start. I'm going to say, he is risen. He is risen indeed. You nailed it. Okay, turn to a neighbor. Tell them that. We're going to get set up for worship here.
beginning one with God the Lord most high your hidden glory in creation now revealed in you are Christ what a beautiful name it is what a beautiful name it is
this huge sense that uh, just looking out on all of you and singing to God, um, raising his name above all names, gosh, he just sees each and every one of you. What a kingdom we have, right? What a family we have. Uh, each of you is just precious in his sight, and it just brings him so much joy to celebrate with you that uh, that he can be with us and that he wants to be with us and that he has so much more for us. Um, it just takes my breath away. So I just want I just want you to know that that God is especially fond of you, just as you are. He has so much love; it just goes beyond anything we can even fathom. Thank you, Lord.
is now sitting at the right hand of the Father and, and healing and restoring hearts and minds and bodies. And, um, so we believe Jesus still heals today. We believe in healing here. And um, I feel like I felt specifically um, that there was someone here and you've got pain in your hips. Like, kind of like when you walk, there's like pain like in your in both your hips and it's like side to side when you walk it's just painful um and so if if that's you i want to encourage you to go over to one of my friends here i trust all those people i would have let them watch my son when he was a toddler i trust them that much like so let them pray for you if, if so if you're struggling with hip pain specifically when you walk, there's just pain in there. I, I want you to go and get some prayer. See if Jesus is going to heal this morning. Because we've seen it happen before. He did it before. He can do it again. Um, and then um, I felt like I had this impression from, from the Holy Spirit that there's a couple of people here this morning who you just, your life is chaos like it's just it feels like it's this storm just swirling around you and like there's lulls in the storm and then it picks back up again and it's like you're going from tornado to tornado and sometimes you think you're in the eye of it and it just kicks up again and stuff happens again and um, God wants you to have peace one of the names of Jesus is that he's the prince of peace he wants you to share in the peace that he has to offer. And so if, if that's you, if you're somebody who you're just wrestling with, it seems like you're going from crisis to crisis. Like it just doesn't. And, and you've shed so many tears that you feel like you don't have any left. Like you're dry. Um, Jesus wants to meet you this morning. And I feel like the Lord wants to to heal your heart, to bring you peace, to let you know that you're not alone. Um, Jesus never promised that our life was gonna be roses and unicorns, but he did promise that he'd never leave us and he'd never forsake us, that he'll walk it out with us. And Jesus wants you to know that he is there for you in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your heartache, in the midst of your struggle, that he went through it himself and so he gets it, he understands. His friends dogged him. People turned his back on him. Those people who were closest to him ran and denied him. And so he gets that pain. He gets that struggle. He gets that heartache. I feel like that was the last thing that God was, was saying, is if you are someone who you're really struggling with, you felt like you've been betrayed over and over. Like, it seems like you trust somebody and then you get betrayed. And you trust somebody and you get betrayed. And you put yourself out there and your heart gets ripped. Um, Jesus promises to never leave you, to never forsake you, that he can always be there. He's the solid rock on which you can stand. He's a firm foundation where you can find your footing. He won't do that to you. 
we will all fail you. No matter how hard we try, we fail each other because we're human and we do stupid things like I mentioned earlier. Like we do, we just, we fail. We fail each other. But the Lord is forever faithful. And so if you're, if you're somebody that you struggle with feeling betrayed, you struggle with feeling abandoned, you struggle with feeling like you just can't trust, wants to meet you this morning. He wants to heal that. So if, if any of those things connected with you, we're going to go back into worship. We're not done yet. We're going to go back into worship. Um, but if any of those things kind of connected with you, I just get up, go to the back, go over to my friends here, let them pray for you. I'm going to pray a quick blessing over you. Lord, for any whose hearts you were stirring, Holy Spirit, I, I pray that they would not leave here today without having a touch from you, without having your Holy Spirit restore them, Lord God. We say be healed in the name of Jesus. Mental, emotional, physical, relational, be healed in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, it says in Hebrews 13, 8, was the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that means if he healed then, he heals now. And so that's something that we can hold on to. So be healed, be restored. Yeah. One more thing. Um, just sense that God um, is wanting to till up a couple of hearts this morning. Uh, presence of God rained down this morning, um, but some of our hearts maybe are really dry, and the water just isn't sinking in. Um, so now, with the, the water here, is a great time to till up the ground and to let God in there, and I just feel like maybe for a couple people here, the act of obedience of like getting up and getting prayer is really going to enable God to till up your heart that's dry and um, hasn't been very sensitive to the spirit lately and he just wants to he wants to get in there so if you're obedient I think he'll be faithful give it a shot
dead. The Savior of the world was fallen. His body on the cross, his blood poured out for us. The weight of every curse upon him. One final breath he gave as heaven looked away. The Son of God was laid in darkness, a battle in the grave. The war on death was waged, the power of hell forever broken. The ground began to shake, the stone was rolled away.
So Lord, we just ask that your spirit would continue to hover over us in this week, God. God, that we would hear your voice. We would be attuned to your spirit. And Lord, that we would just continue to celebrate the goodness of your resurrection and the power and the glory and the splendor, God, that you bring to the earth and to our lives, God. Just be with us, Jesus. Amen. You're released. Happy Easter. You're free to pick up your kids.
Um, if anybody lost a pair of glasses over here, they look like youth size, they're fairly small. So if anybody lost a pair of glasses over in this area, I'm gonna set them right up here. They, they might be Ryan's because he has a tiny little pointy head. Pointy, it's like a cone head.
Did they hear? 